another episode of All Things Dreams with your host, Miranda McLaughlin. Tonight, we have a bit of a smaller crowd here with um, just one very special guest. Did you just call me small? <laughs> I said we have a smaller crowd. <laughs> so one guest, it's my husband, Devin McLaughlin. Doctor oh, Devin we're, McLaughlin. We're, we're keeping this charade up. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm going to kick things off with an entry from my dream journal, and then we'll kind of see where things go from there. Okay, so this dream entry is from March 23rd, 2018. And there's only one person apart from myself who's in this dream, and it's Devin. So it's very appropriate to have him as a guest today. That's me. (laughs) That's true. So as I mentioned, Devin comes up in this, and it starts with basically, I'm feeling like there's this evilness um, inside of me. Good start. And like an actual evil entity, not just like, like oh, possessed. I feel like I'm bad. And I, I don't know, like maybe. Or is it you? I don't, well, well, we'll discuss that a little bit more afterwards. But basically I felt like there was an actual evil entity that had attached itself to me. And the most vivid part of the dream um, that I remember was being in the car with Devin and feeling this force like against my face and then looking into the mirror and not recognizing myself. I actually was in pain from what felt like squishing and pulling and stretching and squeezing my head all at once and very much like distorting what I looked like while that was happening. Um, Devin had exited the car for a brief amount of time Primarily while a lot of this was happening with like the squishing and squeezing and the feeling of this like force within me not really knowing what to do about it. And then when he came back into the car, basically I looked at him and asked like, what do you see when you look at me? And I could tell that he saw what I saw. And then I started to see his face distort, which was really, really horrifying and then the alarm went off and basically saved me from escaping, allowed me to escape that feeling of really, really terribleness as both of us had really distorted faces. And I'm assuming there was an evilness that was in a part of you as well. So that was my dream. I don't even know where to begin. So how about to get the ball rolling a little bit? I share a little bit of the research that I had conducted. And I think a good starting point would be around evil. Because, like I said, I wasn't really sure what was inside me, um, but I felt like there was this evil entity. So I researched what it means when something evil is present in your dream. And what I basically found is that it most often represents something within yourself. And I will also repeat a note that came up in my research that said, basically, don't be offended. There's evil in everyone. So it's okay if some evil comes up in your dream and it does refer to yourself. So Everybody's evil. <laughs> well, I don't know about everyone being evil, but Everybody's I think... Everybody's evil in I, some way. I think in some ways... Who's perfect? No, I don't think anyone's perfect. Well, but I don't besides think, Astrid. <laughs> besides Astrid, our lovely, lovely kitty, who's also here with us in the studio today. So I guess I, studio is a rough word to be using for what we are inside today, but... It's a tunnel. <laughs> But Astrid is also joining us. So I guess there is a third a third person here, a third entity here today. Um, three doctors. Three doctors. Just chatting. Just chatting. Okay, so the other piece that I'll explain for this to give a little bit more context 
is that it says that if there's an evil um, that often represents urges that we have denied because we have judged them as wrong based on social or moral values. So you were denying an evil task? Well, an evil, an evil task. <laughs> like something you wanted to do that was considered evil. But maybe what were not. You, what were you not doing in March? But I, I don't even know that it's considered evil. Like, it came up in my dream as an evil entity. But the research really seems to suggest that um, it could be something that you perceive as bad or negative or immoral. Like, there's a, there's a wide spectrum. It doesn't have to be that there's this thing that's, like, evil that you want to do. But basically what the research says is that if there's something that you want to do that comes that you think maybe has a negative, there's negative elements to it, that your dreams can then have this manifest, manifestation of something evil that's basically your way of kind of wrapping your head around, oh, you want to do this, but it's bad. So I'm going to think about evil presence in my dream tonight. So I don't know what that would have been. It's an urge. Yeah, it, no, for sure. It says that basically when we're in conflict with our urges, you that we tend to manifest them. Covered peanuts. Chocolate covered peanuts. You miss them because you can't eat milk chocolate, <laughs> and you've been you're holding this this agony in this evil urge to have milk chocolate covered peanuts when i know it's bad for my body because it can't appropriately digest them but your body's fighting that urge because it's an addiction and it's affecting your your vision and you're seeing blurry faces <laughs> blurry just, distorted it's just, faces it's just your body fighting addiction <laughs> all right so that's one chocolate covered peanuts that's one possible interpretation based on the research that we no that's the only one i'm the doctor i'm <laughs> Declaring that is the final <laughs> All right, and most so accurate. Based on um, pseudo Dr. McLaughlin over here, that's, pseudo, that's uh, disrespectful. <laughs> but I do have some other research just in case anyone is interested in these likely false interpretations, since we've clearly already discovered the obvious meaning. So, what this also says is that basically. In addition to there being this force that can kind of manifest itself as evil based on you denying um, some things that you want, that you maybe want to do, but you think there's negative elements to it, that that evil entity will actually manifest itself as attacking you, which is kind of what happened in my dream in the sense that there was this thing inside me that was, I felt like it was attacking me from the inside. And the research basically says that the reason your mind can present it that way is to allow you to separate yourself from what you perceive to be evil. So it's not just, oh, there's this evilness and it's part of me and that's cool. It's, oh, no, there's this evilness in my dream and it's attacking me. It's bad. I'm separate from that. So that's kind of another way of kind of you're kind of judging something, but also not fully accepting that it's part of you. I also watched the new Rings movie in March. It's like the third one in the Ring movie, in the trilogy. You know, and they see yeah, yeah, the yeah. cameras, their faces all distorted. It was a terrible movie. But Would maybe I have you, watched that too? You didn't watch it with me, but maybe you walked by and saw it. That's possible. I often do watch bits and pieces of some movies that you watch that I don't fully watch just because, you know, we live in the same house. Um, I'll continue with some of the um, definitions for evil because there was a lot to kind of unpack on this. It says that another thing to understand is that we all have evil forces within us, which you had mentioned earlier in the podcast. Um, and it says that these forces... Except for me. Except for... 
Okay, that small footnote that I don't think was specified earlier, that's no, now been that. clarified. Yeah. No problem, mistakes happen. So it says that although we have, um, everyone has some forces within you that could be perceived as evil, that it's basically up to us to decide whether or not to use them for good or for evil. And that one way of dealing with parts of ourselves with that, um, per- that are perceived as evil or bad or immoral is to recognize that the force that we are worried about could actually be used for either good or bad purposes, um, whether it be anger or hatred or sexual desires, all elements that in some instances could be negative. Um, There's also an opportunity to apply them in a more positive and fulfilling way. And that we also have ways that we can add positivity to our lives and others by applying things that may be at first glance, we might have looked at in a, in a negative light. When did you wake up in the dream? At what point? So basically it was, I had gone through all that emotion of feeling like I had something evil inside me. And it was as I was noticing that that same force that was within me was also looked like it was within you that I started to, that I heard the alarm and I ended up getting pulled out of that dream. Um, so it's hard to say kind of what I wouldn't necessarily say that a part of the dream kind of like put me into reality. It was really, I think, the alarm going off. Um, so I don't it know. It sounds like a scene in Natural Born Killers. It's freaking me out. <laughs> in Natural Born Killers? Yes. I've seen that movie. Yeah. What scene? It doesn't sound like a scene that's in it. It sounds like it belongs in that movie. <laughs> the deleted scene, perhaps. <laughs> no, we need, we need to make this scene happen. Anyway. The sequel to Natural Born Killers. <laughs> it's dark, my colors. Yeah, it, it is. My subconscious tends to be fairly dark. But it's interesting seeing I what those possible about, meanings like, are. I losing the stapler at work or forgetting my lunch on the counter. Sorry, I'm I just had a, a deep shudder throughout my whole body at the uh, thought of having that dream. Very mm. terrifying. It is terrifying. <laughs> okay, I'm going to end my evil research on, uh, or research on evil, not So I was your research. guest for the evil episode. <laughs> you were the only one who Good. came up in my dream. That's true. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last ending message for the evil piece is that be aware of the possible evil within yourself so that you can address it in a positive way. Rather, What's my evil? Well, You're I think you need, you need evil? to figure that out. No, um, you tell me. I think it's always stronger when you come to your own realization. She's going to tell me after we stop recording. (laughs) (laughs) To be continued. Um, But it says to recognize it within yourself rather than trying to ignore it and repress it. And then having it come up in a less positive way that could be more destructive. So then basically not to shy away from parts of yourself just because you at first blush, might think that they're negative. So that's kind of the takeaway message from that piece. But the evil aspect isn't the only kind of theme within that dream. Can you think of any others? The distortion of reality. Yeah, the distortion of reality. That's all I got. Or, and the distortion of reality was was more, I think, in terms of, like, the evil force was kind of distorting things. It's distorting how you look at the world. Yeah. Although I will go back, I will go to this then, um, as you're talking about that, is that I looked at the mirror, like what it means to, when you look into a mirror in the dream, because as I mentioned, I looked into a mirror and then I saw, yeah. I don't dream about anything cool like mirrors. So (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know what it's like, but you said you, you said you can't drink, you can't read in a dream. No, that that's but something. You, but that, you can see yourself in a mirror. So the the piece around not reading in a dream is actually something that I had heard about on an episode of Batman, oh, like the animated series. The Batman, yeah. So that was is that something. a real thing, though. So no, I I I I don't know. I have to do more research on that because I according it's... to Batman the animated series. <laughs> but there's been several times, um, particularly when I've had lucid, <laughs> particularly when I've had lucid dreams where I was like, oh, I'm dreaming. I'm going to do a fact-checking on that Batman episode I watched when I was younger to see if I can read in the dream. And I remember seeing a lot of, like, letters kind of scrambled around, but then in the end feeling like I could kind of make sense of it. But I was like, is this reading or is it just me knowing what it says because it's my mind putting it together? So I kind of went down this weird rabbit hole while I was trying to kind of figure out if you could or couldn't read in your dreams. And I wasn't really, I didn't come to a crystal clear conclusion on that friend. So I do want to do a little bit more research on that. Um, so more to come in a future episode on reading in dreams. Um, and if you happen to know the answer, feel free to um, post the information you're aware of, either on our Twitter or Instagram or uh, Facebook accounts. But I will talk about the mirror piece um, because you had mentioned the distorted reality. And it was really when I looked in the mirror that I could kind of see that there was that distortion and disfigurement, um, if you will. So there's a few possible meanings when it comes to mirrors. One was that there's a concern about your image and how you see and how others see you. And I definitely think that this is something that could be applicable because I really... I do care about how other people see me. And I thought it was interesting too, because this I think is another play on, there's a possible positive spin to this or a positive, possible negative spin to it. So back to that evil definition um, of kind of having something inside of you that could be negative or it could be positive. So for this, I think it really depends on um, our decisions. So for example, it could be good to care about someone or how about, how about how other people see you in the sense of being a person who's kind of positively contributing to your friendships and to your relationships and um, to society because you, you care about other people's perceptions and you care about what you bring to the table. But it could be bad in the sense that if you become so obsessed with how other people perceive you that you stop acting in a way that is what the way you would like to live your life and start living it entirely based on how you think other people would like to. So I think it was kind of an interesting parallel here for, again, that decision making and making something either good or bad out of kind of a force or urge within you. All right. My brain went down a rabbit hole. Okay. Not really, but kind of. You, I would describe you as the uh -oh. Type of person, yeah, <laughs> is the type of person who looks for the good in anybody. Like, mm -hmm. there's no pure evil person out there. I would argue there are many, <laughs> but <laughs> you disagree. You like to find the good in everybody. That's just who you are. Yeah. So when you said you had this pure evil inside you, I was like, that's pretty extreme. Those cats are fighting, and okay. the wall is going to come down. We, ha we have another guest, it which is, is Walter, and he's a little <laughs> more rambunctious than Astrid is. Okay, sorry, go ahead. So, what was I talking about? You said that you, I tend to see the you good You described the evil as pure, mm -hmm. which was a little weird, because nothing's pure evil in your world, mm -hmm. from what I've seen. So, if you have that pure evil inside you, 
then that would be like a twisted version of Miranda, and therefore the twisted version is what you see in the mirror. And I think that... That's a movie. Write it. <laughs> I really hope the there isn't this pure evil inside the of monster me. monster inside you. That's not only the name of the episode of this podcast, it's the name of the movie that's based on this story. <laughs> Yeah, that could work. I'm not going to lie. I will also go on to some other possible meanings um, from mirrors. One of them, it represents self-love. And the research basically says that the only time in which that's really a negative thing is if we're not showing any love or affection or care for other people. And again, um, I feel like this is another example of that possibility of a positive or negative application of something. For example, either being self-absorbed or being self-aware and self-confident. So again, those subtle shifts in terms of how you apply things. So I, I was kind of interested to see these themes kind of emerging from separate, from definitions of separate um, symbolisms that popped up. Um, there's one more piece relating to mirrors, and it says that what you see um, can be different from what you expect, uh, but it suggests that we take it seriously because it likely represents how your subconscious sees you. Um, I thought this was a little Say off-putting. That again, <laughs> it says what you see in the mirror yeah. could be different from what you expect, which it was in my case, because I saw like this disfigured version of myself with this monster or evil entity trying to like take over or emerge. I don't know what exactly it was trying to do, but it says that maybe this whole thing is a metaphor for the fact that we're just getting older <laughs> that there's this older version of ourselves that we're trying yourself, to repress <laughs> you feel it inside you that your body's getting older and you look in the mirror and you don't recognize yourself that maybe you are i dr mclaughlin <laughs> me not you the other doctor has solved it so the other piece it, it says but the other piece it's tied to that when you look in the mirror and don't see what you expect it suggests that we do take that seriously because it likely represents how your subconscious sees you. So again, still a bit of a yikes situation because apparently my subconscious sees myself as this messed up, disfigured, evil presence. All of it is it's a metaphor for becoming older. Maybe. Why is it considered evil to get older? Well, I mean, we do live there. in a society that puts a lot of... Um, negative connotations attached to aging and much more positive think, things I, I attached to like, youthfulness. And... I always think of aging as like, those are the smart people. Yeah, like with age comes wisdom right, and all that stuff. They probably know more from experience. I guess my subconscious, need, my subconsciousness needs to learn a little bit um, about the value of aging, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. All right, so the other piece that I wanted, to, that I researched, had to do with a car. So what it means when a car pops up in you your dream. You did like eight hours of research for this. <laughs> I did look into a variety of things. Um, and in this dream, she there was... She doesn't let me do... Like, I'm not allowed to research. <laughs> like, I'm just, I just jump in. Well, I want you to come in blind this and hear your fresh perspective. So... Um, so the piece on the car, this is again something that where there were a variety of different nuanced, possible nuanced differences. What kind of car? I don't remember the kind of car. Volvo. We were, <laughs> may, maybe. I, I, Volvo. I can't say it's not, but I can say it was just, uh, I, we were inside of a vehicle and I think it was a car. And basically what, when I researched, it says that a car <laughs> often represents free will or independence. 
And again, this is another symbolism that really tied into that meaning um, that popped up with the meaning of like that evil presence where there's that opportunity for you to select and to choose and to make a decision around either applying something for the good or for the bad. So the fact that you're in a car, it kind of represents the free will that you have, the independence that you have. Um, and then kind of your free will on how you apply your desires. So again, there's kind of an interesting theme that's kind of popped up. Um, and it also says that when there's one other person in the car, which was the case in my dream, it was Devin, um, that this represents you having a relationship with that person. And in March 2018, you we know were then? together. You knew me? We have been together for over 10 years. So what less than a year ago, we definitely knew each other. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> okay. I was just testing. You know. <laughs> Good. Great. Great test. So it also says that when the dreamer is driving or in the driver's seat, which I was, that that represents being independent and responsible for the direction of your life. So again, there's that kind of theme popping up of, you know, you're in control, you need to make the most of kind of your decisions and that there's a weight to that decision-making process. And it also says that when the doors of the car are included in the dreams, when they're incorporated in some way, shape or form, that they represent letting people in to share your life with them. So in this case, it was you, <coughs> excuse me, it was you who was coming in and out of that door and really the only passenger in this dream. So kind of represents me sharing my life with you, I guess. So we're like escaping into freedom with the car. Apparently. But it's a twisted along, version of Along <laughs> with our evil entities that we both apparently have inside of us. So it's interesting. I didn't, I only, I look for the evilness and I've been applying it to myself. But the other part is that I also dreamt that you had that inside of you as well. Because if you'll remember, towards the end of my dream, I mentioned that I started to see your face distort as well. So I think there's also a part, so a part of my subconscious is seeing that in with, within myself, there's some parts about me that maybe I see as negative that I need to um, consider and figure out how to apply in a meaningful, positive way. Yeah, no, that's But I think I also... I don't know what that's my, like. No, but apparently my subconscious thinks that you need to do the same thing. I would disagree. <laughs> or going back to your earlier interpretation, perhaps it means that I think that you also miss some kind of a food. It wouldn't be milk covered, I milk think, chocolate covered I peanuts think, for I you. Think, I think that it's just you embraced the evil and you were like, he's got it too. Let's drive to Disneyland. <laughs> and we just left. So what you're saying is if my alarm didn't go off, the next part of my dream would have been us Where was this? Going to Disneyland. I pictured the this whole thing in the desert. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know where it was. You don't was. know the setting? No. Desert. It, the setting was car. I'm just picturing us driving to the desert. You know what? I don't remember it not being I a desert. I would bet I'm half okay of with your that. viewers were envisioning it the desert. Alright, maybe we'll do a poll and figure out where they really thought this was. And we'll sounds, see how right you are. That sounds like a waste of time. Or how wrong he was. Okay, so moving right along to the next definition. Oh, work environment. <laughs> so, the next thing I looked up was pain. And I thought this was an interesting item because I feel like there's a lot of people who assume that you can't feel pain in dreams. Like you'll you'll know you'll hear that like, oh, pinch me so I can know, see if I'm dreaming or not. But really, like 
in my dreams, if someone pinched me in my dream, I'd be like, that hurts. And this also hurt. And that I hurts. I felt so, pain in dreams. I just yeah. wake up and then it doesn't hurt. Exactly. So you can feel like you, you can be in a dream state and feel pain. So physical pain in dreams often represents um, emotional pain in real life. But the types of pain that could be represented by that pain in your dream are extensive. And research indicates that you should consider all possibilities to help try to identify the one that's most applicable to your life so that you can kind of focus in on that a little bit and give it the attention that it needs. So I personally don't remember all the specific details of what might have been stressing me out in late March 2018. I know I was fairly into... um, early on into a new job and um, kind of taking on some new responsibilities. So I could see there being potential relationships or correlations there. But for others who have had um, pain as part of your dream, I'm going to list a couple of options of what that, um, what types of kind of emotional pain in real life that that could potentially be linked to. So some of those could be um, if you're feeling pressured to do something, if you are feeling like you're missing out on something, so some good old FOMO could come up as FOMO? pain in your dreams. FOMO? Never heard of that? FOMO. Fear of missing out. Fear, I don't have that. <laughs> okay, so you don't have FOMO. No. So <laughs> maybe it's one of the other items if pain ends up coming up in your dreams. So another one could be that you are empathizing about um, someone else's pain. So if you see someone else suffering, you could end up having pain in your dreams because you're kind of processing Um, your stress or anxiety about someone else's pain. It could also be trauma. So if there's a part of you that hasn't gotten over a past trauma, it could show up in your dream as some kind of pain. Also a breakup, or if you're missing someone or feeling a loss. Another thing could be a troubled relationship, being depressed, having unwanted change, not feeling well, like if you in real life are sick, or you have physical pain. This is a lot of situations. I know. There's a lot of possibilities. For, and this all leads to what again? If you experience or feel pain in your dream, it could be linked to any of these things in your waking Basically life. Basically all the forms of pain in real life. Yeah. Okay. So, and it says also just generally going through hard times or if you're feeling let down by someone. So what the research really suggests is to kind of take a look at maybe emotional distress or something that's causing you discontent in your real life and to kind of take a hard look at how you might be able to improve that situation because it's clearly adding some weight and stress to your subconsciousness as well. So there is one last piece that I had looked up um, that's worth mentioning. And I probably should have mentioned it earlier when you had talked about the distortion probably probably um and that's if there's um if you are disfigured in your dream so actually or just in the reflection well in i i only saw the reflection but you Define looked disfigured at me because i think everything's beautiful okay so when you had looked at me in the dream <laughs> i asked what do you see when you look at me and i could tell that you also saw that disfigured face so it wasn't just the mirror So what it says in terms of research is that the disfigured face often reflects a dissatisfaction with your own appearance. Yeah, that's like the shattered teeth dream. Could be, but shattered teeth can often mean anxiety or sexual frustration. There's a lot of more layers. Oh, there's lots of layers to that. But um, with the disfigured piece, it can also represent 
an eruption of emotions. So I think that that, again, could be correlated to what we've kind of an talked about. An eruption of emotions. Yeah. So if you are, like so I said, <laughs> it's the same, it's the same, it's same part, it's part of the same dream where the pain came up, which is often correlated to having some kind of a stress or distress in your waking life. And this one's having like an eruption of emotions. So it could be that you're kind of just going through a lot and that's kind of coming up in your dream. And Walter apparently is our trying to be a vocal guest on our podcast tonight as well. Okay, so the last piece that I wanted to cover before we wrap things up is, um, well, the, the earlier definitions that I shared were very much around kind of your subconscious trying to process information. But there's also another kind of school of thought and types of dream interpretation that is less looking at your subconscious trying to process things and is more looking at what those symbols could mean in terms of possible premonitions. Maybe dreams do come true. Maybe this one will for you. So this isn't really something that um, I personally subscribe to. But oh, is this from that other book? Yes. So it's from that book. And there's lots and lots of resources and sources and material where they're looking at what this could possibly mean in terms of well, kind of almost like tarot cards, tarot cards or for, fortune cookies or... Hey, let's not bash fortune cookies. <laughs> I'm not bashing. They've never I'm been just, wrong in their life. I'm just saying that type of forward looking. And anyways. I trust so, the fortune cookie. Okay. Clearly, I shouldn't have put the fortune cookie in the you don't same... Do that. You're like, I kind of want to know about my future. We should get Chinese food today. <laughs> That's not usually the motivating force between me deciding upon Chinese food, but oh, I like that that's on your radar. So I'm going to share a couple definitions that are more on the premonition side of things. And it overlaps with, I lo with what I looked at before. And the first being evil. So it says... When there's an evil presence in your dreams, it means that you are under tremendous stress, which is kind of similar to what some of the other definitions were saying for the overall dream interpretation. And it says, which will become unbearable over the next three days. So this is where it gets a little bit more of um, premonition-y and um, very specific. And I find the specific nature of the within three days kind of makes it harder for me to put more weight on when it. When did this dream happen? But it also March? kind of makes it fun. Um, yeah, March 23rd, 2018. It also, the, the other part that it says is that it recommends that you do things to help alleviate your stress and find ways to add more joy to your life, whether it's through meditation, drinking water, getting more rest. So a lot of this is actually not bad advice, even if it's um, a, a kind of tricky to, for me to put a lot of weight into the three-day piece. So hopefully, and hopefully if you are getting more rest, it's without um, those evil entities in them. Those That can make it a little I've bit tricky. I've never had tarot cards done. No? I can't vouch for their accuracy. I can't really say that they're inaccurate mm -hmm. either, though. But it's, it's not something that I'm really familiar with either. Question. What? You go to a carnival. Okay. It's two tents set up. One has a fortune teller that has a crystal ball, like the Wizard of Oz kind of thing. The other person has tarot cards. Okay. Who's more reliable? Who do you go to for accuracy? Um, I I don't know. I feel like the... <laughs> Both are bullshit. <laughs> tarot cards could be neat. Then maybe it would last longer. But if they can make things like legit appear in the crystal ball, I want to see that. That sounds cool. 
But if it's only them that can see it, that would be less entertaining. It's probably just a magic eight ball. I mean, those are fun too. I guess, yeah. <laughs> okay, there's one last piece that I'm going to leave you all with. And that is when a mirror pops up. What does that mean in terms of your, your future? So there's a lot of different options for um, premonition type definitions when it comes to mirrors. So I just focused on one of them. And that was the one for if you look in the mirror and you see a distorted version of yourself or disfigured or some, some kind of a not what you're supposed to see, what does that mean? And basically what it says is that within two days of having that dream, you will get an offer that seems too good to refuse. And the research basically is saying like, don't accept the offer. It's not what it seems and be really diligent over the next three days to make very careful decisions. And it's interesting too, I guess they probably made that link in terms of, okay, when you look in the mirror, it's not what you're expecting to see. So I guess that the offer isn't what you would expect to get. So I don't know about any offers that I may or may not have had in March, but I don't have any major regrets. So I guess it all worked out okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it for All Things Dreams. Thank you very much for joining for another episode.